0: Um, so, um, I wanted to show you guys just on the source sheet first. I've been listening to a lot of Louis Armstrong since uh, Spheera, uh, since Sphere ended, and before Sphere also. So, this is a jazz standard. Um, wasn't just, I happen to like the Louis Armstrong version of it, but it was a pretty, uh, pretty standard uh, jazz song. And it's called On the Sunny Side of the Street. And it's got a... It's got a couple lines here in the beginning that I think are about a way to live. He tells you to grab your coat, get your hat, leave your worry at the doorstep, just direct your feet to the sunny side of the street. Can't you hear that pitter-pat and that happy tune is your step? Life can be so sweet on the sunny side of the street. So I was thinking, what kind of amida, what kind of a character trait can we cultivate to have that kind of a feeling, to always be on the sunny side of the street? Um, and I was reminded that in Perkei in the second parak of Perkei we have a series of Mishnayos of the five students of Yochnam ben Zakkai. Rabban Benzakai ben Zakkai has five students. And those five students each are called upon to give their way to live life. We're presented with these series of Mishnayot that center on these five great students. And uh, we list the right path for a person to attach themselves to. The final one is the statement of Rav And Ravalazar Rav teaches that a person should have a good heart. You should have a lev tov. He just uses the words lev tov. You should have a good heart. And their teacher, Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan Mitzakai, says he concludes that Rav Lazar's advice is the best advice because it includes all of the others. When we think about Midos, there are many specific character traits that we might focus on. Anger, pride, jealousy, fear, happiness, all these different things. But one that subsumes many of the other ones. Like the language of Rabbi Yochanan Ben-Zakai says, Shebechalal devarav devrechem." within his words are all of yours. So one of the character traits that I want to focus on is the trait of equanimity. What we call hishtavut. And it's a word that's relevant. Uh, relatively difficult to translate, and we're going to try and focus on this trait tonight, uh, understand what it is, how it manifests in our experience, and some advice, perhaps, for cultivating it. One of the most exciting works I remember being exposed to is called the Tzavat of Rabbi Yisrael Baal Shem Tov. Now, it's not from the hand of Rabbi Yisrael Baal Shem Tov, from the Besht. It's not from the Besht's own hand, but... It's a collection of sayings and teachings given by the father of the Hasidic movement. And we're going to see a lot from the Hasidic masters tonight. So, it contains the kernels of all subsequent, most subsequent Hasidic thought that are expanded upon by the streams of the Baal Shem Tov students. And the teachings feel fresh and daring and carry with them the full weight of innovation. And at the very outset, we find a characteristically wow teaching on the trade of hishtavut. That has always stayed with me. And I'm going to share it with you right now. So the Baal Shem Tov writes in Savas Harivash. You might see in the shul. Or you might see in the front of your sitter. If you have, especially if you have a Sephardic sitter. They'll have it in the shape of a, no, of a menorah. Shiviti Hashem lenegdi Tamid. I place Hashem before me always. God is before me always. Shiviti, says the Baal Shem Tov. Lashon hishtavos. Is a language of equanimity, Shava et Anything that happens or occurs to a person, it's all the same to them. Whether people are singing your praises, or, or they're embarrassing and denigrating you. And this is everywhere, even in the things that we eat whether you're eating delicacies or you're eating something else. shave <laughs> means, from the word equal, one of my students said, shave means it's worth it. Modern Hebrew in slang, right? You say something is Shaveh or not shave? Is it worth it or not? Here shave means it's all equal. It's all the same in your eyes. Because the evil inclination has been duly removed from you, from every aspect. And everything that happens to you. You say, well, this too is from God. And if it happened, well, it must have been God's will. This must have been fitting to happen in God's eyes. It must have been part of the plan. That's always a hard thing to accept. The And everything that God does and everything that we do should be for the sake of heaven. But by us, whether God does something that I love, or whether God does something I find very difficult, there's no difference really, because it all comes from God. And this is what Hashem wanted. And I wanted it one way. The Kadesh Baruch Hu wanted it to be a different way. You want it one way, but it's another. And to rise to this level, to see things from this vantage point, the Baal Shem Tov says, that's a very very great and lofty level for people to aspire to. Hakol Shaveh. everything is equal. I once heard a, an even more radical teaching, we've been talking about we've been talking about va'lach batrachov, doing our best to emulate God's ways and to walk in God's ways. I remember a, a shir from Rabbi Meir Twersky of Yeshiva University, and I forgot who he quoted at the time, but what he said stuck with me. Rabbi Torsky said, Shavet, Shiviti Hashem, L'negdi tamid, Placing God before me always, doesn't just mean thinking about God at all times, doesn't just mean having a God consciousness, but also means that I see myself in a godly way. Shiviti Hashem, I made God equal to me, Kiv yacho. I placed God before me and I saw myself as godly. I saw myself as holy. I saw myself walking, V'halachta Bedrachov. I saw myself as Davuk, the language of shaveh." I, I leveled myself with God. I leveled with God, made things equal. Of course, the V'al Tov explains in a little bit of a different way, but this is what we mean by the trait of Hishtavut. Whether things are good or bad, whether I'm being praised or denigrated, whether it's something that I wanted, whether it's something that I didn't want from a Kodesh Baruch Hu. However it is, whether it seems to be going according to my plans, or going according to God's plans, which are not necessarily what I wanted, I call Shava it's all equivalent. It's all, I have an equanimity. I'm okay with it. That's what we mean by the Mida of Hishtavus. That's what we mean by the quality of equanimity. That's the English word that we'll use. But Hishtavas, you should know, contains a lot more in it. Now, it's only until much later in the history of Hasidus that I came across a teaching that expands upon this idea in a similarly wow kind of way. Drawing something ineffable and subtle into words. It's truly an amazing teaching. And it comes from a descendant of Rav Kolonimus Kalman Halevi Epstein, who was known as the Morva Shemesh. And he represents the fourth generation from the Baal Shem Tov, himself, generation being Baal Shem Tov, to the Maghreb Mezrich to, to the Rav Melech to the Morva Shemesh, who was a prize student of Rav Melech Milezhansk. And this descendant, Rav Kolonimus Kalman Shapiro, was known as the Piazzat Rebbe, or you might know him as the Eish Kodesh. We gave a series of shiurim on him a few years ago. And he has deep insight into humanity, and what goes on within our souls and psyche. He describes what I think is as good a description of what hishtavus looks like in action as any. And this comes from the Sefer Derech HaMelech, which is not the very famous Sefer of the Piazetsner, but a collection of drashot given in his yeshiva in Warsaw, earlier. Let's take a look at what he says over here, and this will hopefully be worth coming this evening to listen to this. Let me make this slightly bigger. I hope that you guys could see the screen. So this is a beautiful teaching. This is from Shvi Shal Pesach in the Sefer Derech HaMelech. Hashem Admar After Adam and Chava sinned, so God calls out into the Gan, calls out into the Gan and he says, Ayaka, where are you? After this great sin and the great fall and descent and failing of Adam and Chava going from 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 Igre Rama from the highest heights of Gan Eden to Bira Amikta to the pit to Sha'ol Tachtes and now we have to engage of course with one of the resultant effects of their sin which is Tava, which is the choice between good and evil. Neva, the Ned are called Ikara Adam Adshasha Aluhu Hashem Ayaka. So Adam and Chava had shrunk within themselves to such a point, you know, when you're embarrassed, you just want to shrink into the floor, you want to be swallowed up by the floor sometimes. They become so small, not physically, but spiritually small, that God called out Ayaka. And that answers a question that, of course, God knew where they were. God knows everything. God knows exactly where they were in Gan Eden, But God is calling them out, Ayeka, because they had made themselves so small, they had become so infinitesimal in a spiritual sense. And he writes, Kol adar, Every person. Nefesh doig lismachas. Something bad happens, chas or something that causes you distress happens, So you're doeg, you worry. It's very, very difficult for you. You could have a million other things going on that could bring you a lot of joy. But yet you can't find happiness because there's agmas stefish. There's that little thing gnawing away at your happiness and it's impossible for you to be happy. And on the other side, when something joyful and happy happens to you, he's happy and dogata. Then I'm very happy, and who cares about my problems? I have something amazing going on right now. I don't need to, what, me worry? And if this is you, then you're like an achsanya. Then your mind is like an inn, is like a a hotel Lemach Shavosa Olam, for the thoughts and external occurrences that pass and come and go through you and leave you. And your etzem, your anchor, who you really are, what your soul really is all about. So that's not there. You walk around nowadays, you meet many, many people like that, and you just want to ask them, like, who are you exactly? Right? Who, Who are you? What exactly are you about? What kind of a front are you pulling? Everybody nowadays seems to have some sort of a front and it's very difficult to reveal our true selves. And even when it's just us within ourselves, we don't even know. So something bad happens, okay, now my entire being is focused on this bad thing, filled with anxiety and dread and and, and terrible emotions, impossible for me to cheer up. Something good happens, I'm giddy and excited. Unfortunately, that's sometimes even more fleeting. Etzim shalom shalom adam ayin, says the P.S. Who are you really? We, you don't know. You don't know. So the Piyaz says that requires some introspection. And when things happen to you, or when you have time with your thoughts, to recognize, is this something external? Is this something on the outside? Is this something that's happening to me? Or is this me? And recognize that sometimes if there is you, so just as the world changes constantly, you change constantly and you have no center. We talk about finding a centering when you're practicing mindfulness. What's your anchor? Who are you really? So recognize that oftentimes you're going to change as much as the events in the world around you because they change so often. That's not you. Don't be a hotel. Don't be sad now and then wait for the good thing to happen. Now you're happy and then the bad thing happens. Don't be like that. Don't just be a storehouse. Don't just be a hotel for the events, external things. Be bigger than that. The things that came before, the bad, and now the good, None of that matters. None of that is is really you. It's external things. And you could temper your own reactions. You could temper your own way of relating to the world by dealing with things with this kind of a perspective. These are not me. These are external things. In the beginning were bad guests. Now today, I have good guests. I wish us all that we should always have good guests in the hotels and the inns of our mind. The ayeka. So when Hashem says, Ayeka, where are you? To Admin Chava, what he's really asking to all of us, ba'atzmecha. Where are you in yourself? Where is the real you? Are you there? Is there anybody home? Or are you just a hotel? Are you just a pundak? A store, a, a storehouse for the changing world around you. What I think that the Piazzetzner is describing for us is the phenomenology of Hishtavas, what it feels like to be in a state of equanimity, to recognize what is the me and what are just external things. And how can I make myself bigger than the external things? And actually, instead of just being constantly acted upon by the world, I act upon the world. I'm bigger than these events. Piazet writes this in such a sensitive way because this is something that we can. This is something that we could really all recognize to a certain extent. We could recognize how difficult it is to, to think about anything else when something, when something challenging happens to us that is not according to our plan. And we could think back to the Piyazetzna here and to be bigger than that. And we could also think back to the Piyazetzna's forebear and the Baal Shemta saying that as long as I constantly say Shivisi Hashem Negdi Tamid placing God before me always that I can actually find that center. I could find that, that, that place where I'm bigger than these things. And that's how I arrive at the mid of Hishtavos, of being on an even keel, of finding equanimity, of finding Zen, if you will. This is the Torah's concept of what we popularly call a Zen mindset. I'm not moved, I'm not shaken by things because my anchor and my center is much bigger than that. Now, in the Mishnah that we mentioned in Pirkei Avos, so, we talked about the term Lev Tov, a good heart, roughly, as Rabban Yochanan Medzaka's idea of an encompassing trait. An encompassing trait like Midas Haishtavas, equanimity, that we're talking about now. Now, this is a very ambiguous term, as it should be, seeing that it is one that includes others. Rav Yisrael Lifshitz, who lived in the middle of the 19th century and wrote a commentary on the Mishnah that became quite standard called Tiferis Yisrael. It appears in famous editions of Mishnayos known as Yachin Boaz. So in his Tiferis Yisrael commentary, he writes something that I think goes very much in line with what the Balshemtov and what the Piazzetzner is talking about when we describe Midas Ashtavos and we understand what a Lev Tov is. So the Tiferis Yisrael writes over here, Lev Tov, what do we mean by that? Shalibo tamid sameach, my heart is always happy, umezumen lehetiv lakol, and I'm ready to do good with everyone and everything. Le'day zeched through this joy and through this mindset, mistaya sikhlo If I have this kind of what we would call nowadays positivity, a positive outlook, an anchor, a centered self, so through that joyful existence that could only come through this midas, through this quality of hishtavas, through this quality of equanimity, through this quality of not being shaken or moved by external events, so it actually works on us. Our mind actually becomes sharper and becomes more finely attuned to do good in the world and to act positively in the world. In Muslim, the Zuban of Likol, you could help other people as well because you're anchored. Right? If, 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 if people are flowing down this stream of life and everybody's just going down this lazy river and finally somebody's able to grab a hold of something and to anchor themselves and to pause for a moment so they can actually grab on to other people and anchor them as well. Right? The person who's most anchored is, of course, the tzaddik. We grab on in order to root and anchor ourselves. And we become like an overflowing spring. The more we work on this, the better we get at it. And the Tiferet Yisrael writes, of and Rabbi Yochanan says, the Rav Elazer's statement includes and encompasses all the other four middos mentioned by the other Talmidim. And he explains, she, she, shoket v'sameach, When the heart is quieted, shoket, quieted v'sameach and happy, Yashki Falko Adam Latova, you could look at everybody in a good way, in a kind way. Vav Tov And people will love you and they'll increase their love for you as you increase your love for them as you're a good friend and a good neighbor. Right, sometimes what we're looking for is just somebody who's centered so that they could center us. When we feel all off-keel, when we feel pushed off base, we're just looking for somebody that could help us find, find our, our, our grounding, find our footing. And it says, nafsho," And when your heart is still and resting state like this, You could even advance yourself to a place where you're able to anticipate the future to look at the world in a far more wise way. And you will love, you will also come to love God with all your heart and soul. What the Teferis Yisrael is describing over here tracks beautifully with what the Piazetzner wrote earlier. I especially like the word shoket, quiet before the word Sameach. I mean, what the Tafers Yisrael is really saying is that Lev Tov is the person who has achieved this kind of enlightenment, this kind of centeredness, this kind of, of anchoring. Etzim Shalom, who they really are is they're, they're not a hotel. They're not somebody that is manipulated uh, and so easily thrown off by outside events, but they're far deeper than that. They're far more profound a human being than that, and they could do amazing things in this world. And the primary manifestation, at least according to the Teferis Yisrael, of this midah is a kind of happiness. This doesn't mean jumping around and laughing and exuberant joy all the time. It means a, a kind of quiet, a, 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 a quiet contentment and joy. That's what it's saying. And this shokate comes before the word sameach. Quiet comes before the happiness, as if the silence and the quiet is the precursor for the joy that this character trait is meant to engender in us if it's practiced properly. Now, it's undergirded, of course, by a modesty, a humility, and a decentering of the self in service of anchoring who we are and making us more resilient and driven despite the setbacks of life. It's all one when we're serving the Divine One. So why lose your bearings? As the Mishnah said, this is the derech that everyone is talking about staying on. In Torah thought, the trait of eshtavos and its connection to faith and humility is the key which sets it apart from Christian philosophy with which it shares great affinity. And that's known as quietism. And that is based on the Hellenist idea, which is known as adharaxia. Now, I'm going to quote to you from the Oxford Bibliography's research guide, as well as an article in Philosophy Now magazine. And let me show you. I even brought it here for you. Right? These concepts are very related, but I want to show how they're, they're different. They're different. The Torah concept is different from this. This term of quietism referred to a certain tradition in Christian theology and religious practice that can be traced back to an earlier Eastern Orthodox hesychasm, from the monastic technique of prayer since the fourth century to the kind of mysticism elaborated by the 17th century Spanish priest Miguel de Molinos, which spread in Spain and France. The first conception of philosophical quietism in the history of Western thought is encountered in the approach of the Peronian skeptics of the Hellenistic period. And here's the definition, who who pursued imperturbability, quietude, or tranquility of the mind ataraxia through suspension of judgment, and refuse assent to any philosophical thesis. Now, what that means is, quite simply, I'm not going to say that this is bad or this is good. I'm going to accept before judging. I'm going to understand this is my reality, and I can't do anything about it before I move on. Now, it's, it's far more recognizable, what we're talking about, Hishtavos is far more recognizable in the quality of adaraxia which was a word used by the Greek philosopher Pyrrho to refer to a state of robust equanimity characterized by a freedom from worry, the Alfred E. Newman philosophy. The Pyrrhonian skeptic Sextus Empiricus defined it thus, ataraxia is an untroubled and tranquil condition of the soul. Merriam-Webster's dictionary says ataraxia is calmness, untroubled by mental or emotional disquiet. I'm not a hotel. While the Oxford English Dictionary, and that's what I mean, the calmness, that's why I think that, that the Tveris Yisrael is calling shoket v'samech, quiet and content and happy. And the Oxford English Dictionary calls it a state of serene calmness and goes on to credit the term's origin to the Greek not perturbed. From A, not, Tarasen, disturb. In other words, Adaraxia means that you're not upset by whatever happens, however good or bad it may be. Now you might think, hey, that's very similar to what we were describing before, the Mida Veshtavos that we were talking about, to what the Piazetzna was describing, to what the Tferis Yisrael was talking about, to what we saw maybe in the Mishnah with Lev Tov, or the Baal Shem Tov in sava's Rivash. But I don't think it's necessarily the Jewish point of view on this character trait. Instead of a holy dedication to God's will and path out of a desire for devekut and fulfillment of the command of Vallachta Bidrachav, we see here a kind of resignation, a focused apathy. We're not meant to ignore our circumstances, but to fully engage with them from the position of faith and humility. The Baal Shem Tov even writes little later in Savasarivash. In he writes that the main way to arrive at the level of Ishtavas is through constant work in the service of God, not resignation, not apathy, not, not caring, not serene calmness, but a focus on other things. It's that a person is so tarud, says the Bal Shemtav. They're so busy with trying to attach themselves to God, trying to attain divekus and as to subdue our very reality to a secondary role. We're too busy with more important things. And major setbacks or emotional guests are more annoyances than existential challenges. We're Shaveh. We're finding Shaviz Yashem L'Negdit we're finding ourselves with God in front of us always. It's not that we don't care. It's just that we have bigger work to do than to be thrown off. We want to be Metiv L'Cholo Olam Kulo. We want to be with V'Sameach. We want to have Da'as Hashem. We want to know God. Now as we've seen this character trait of Ishtavas is treated with special focus by the Hasidic masters and few as eloquently as the great Rabbi Yehuda Leib Alter of Ger who lived towards the end of the 20th century and he writes in his truly amazing discourses on the Torah, the classic known as the Sfas Emes and Ishtavas is a concept that comes up almost constantly in the works of the Sfas Emes. Let's take a look at this beautiful teaching from the Sfa Semis. I hope everybody can, uh, can see. Just give me a thumbs up if you can, if you can see what, what I'm sharing. Okay, fantastic. So the spasemus writes like this. Listen to this. In Parshas Re'eh, we have a reading of curses. We have a reading of the Tochacha, or the Tochacha, Curses that God promises to visit Upon a backsliding Israel And the custom is We don't interrupt them You may have seen in certain shuls Elsewhere when we read the tohichah To read through them in in, in one breath To not interrupt it To give the aliyah maybe To just one person The rabbi of the shul Deserves the curses I guess We don't interrupt the tohichah we don't interrupt the curses. Sfasem says, It's written in the Torah. Take a look, God says, I'm, put, I'm placing before you today a blessing and a curse. Every single day, every Jewish person wakes up with a new ability to choose, a new ability to create our own reality through our choices how we see the world and how we react to it. In Cain, in the bold over here, It is the ability of everybody to turn bad to good. We can do this through our ability to choose. We can give a different read. We can give a different spin. We can give a different attitude towards a myriad, toward myriad situations that arise in our lives. Like... Like Rav Shimon Bar Yochai writes in the Zohar, the ability of tzadikim la'afoch meriru Limitiku to turn bitterness into sweetness. Ve'ein l'dav sof, this is endless work. Kimamar sheker ein lo reglayim, falsehood does not have any legs. What that means is, besides the fact that if you look at the word sheker, it doesn't rest upon anything, only the reish has one leg, and emes, Firmly rests, Aleph, Mem, ta, firmly rests on, on at least two feet on the ground. So MS we know is Kaimla'ad. La'ad, truth lasts forever. Shaker, falsehood, has no raglaim. it has no staying power. It's all gone. And we know that ultimately the Klalos and the Tochachos and these terrible things, that Shaker, that's not what, it's not the way Hashem wants to treat us. Not the way we want to be treated by Hashem. Ki B'Sof le tov. Why don't they last? Because they're always going to turn into good. The arc of Hashem's world is, is long, but it bends towards tikkun, it bends towards Hisapchus, hisapcha, turning things from bad to good. Vizashakas of Nosein God says I'm placing it before you because you have a choice to aid in this process of making the bad good. Shakobiada Adam, it's all ours. Ubir, so what you might ask, what does this have to do with Hishtavas? So now it comes. Right? This comes from Mishlei. Listen to the Musr Hashem, listen to the words, to the, to the reproof of God. Musr Hashem Al Timas. Don't hate when you need to be criticized and reproved by God. And don't kick out and don't push away when you're being criticized, when you're receiving these kind of warnings and curses. Al don't, don't, don't be short with it. You have to listen. Why? That's the midah of Hishtavas. That's the midah of equanimity. Shemeshabchi maod This character trait was heavily praised. Was seen as so important and so encompassing. What does it mean? kol hamuuros ki im ein adam midah the first step in our choosing to turn bad to good, the first step that we have in finding a way to make it through challenges, to make it through when we feel that we might be being cursed, is to engage with our of Ishtavas. to accept everything that happens to us. So I, I want things to be good, it's not always good. Don't want things to be challenging. Now it is. To accept that as if it's all the same because it all comes from Hashem. It's all me ito yisparach When you encounter the divine attribute of harsh judgment and justice, which could be a very, very painful encounter, when we take away its power. We take away the strength of those difficult moments by saying, Tov, this too comes from God. This is just like the good things. This is external. This is not who I am, because who I am is somebody that serves a Baruch Hu, that recognizes with the meed the Vishtavas that's all one, it's all the same, it's all coming from God. And this allows and this is ability to alleviate not resignation or apathy, but but centering oneself in godliness and the Klala starts to dissipate, it starts to lose. Klala chalila, chalila. We should never have Klalas. But Midas Hadin starts to lose its edge because I'm recognizing it as the same as I would recognize Midas Hacheset also. And we should be overwhelmed with Midas Hacheset. Amen. Achas Vishalam says the Svas Emesim. Ha Adam ispal Yotermi You become too caught up, and if you become too bent out of shape, too knocked off your moorings, too pushed away, too consumed with this bad hotel guest right now. It's almost like by naming it in the bad way, and by focusing and dwelling on it, I make it into an even bigger thing. The Sva might be describing the kind of anxious spiral that sometimes people take. You know, the precursor to a panic attack. It's just, I'm overwhelmed. I can't, I can't help. This is going to happen. That's going to happen. And this is human nature. It's nothing to be ashamed about. But we can work. And we have sources. We have tzaddikim, like this Fasem is telling, giving us ways to work on being matakim on, on rectifying this, and, and taking the bite and the edge off of the challenges of the midas when we meet in our lives. I could unwittingly add and feed the beast. And I don't want to do that. V'zeh shakasev This is why we don't interrupt the tochachos and the klalos. We just go through them. We plow through them. As we should plow through challenging situations. Pov, this comes also. I don't need to wallow in it. I can move through it and I'll make it over. The light at the end of the tunnel. I'll make it over. to. I'll break on through to the other side somehow. Shal'i midveikus mitveikus u'bitachon sh'yesh labakadosh Ultimately, the main goal is to continue no matter what. It's almost like the biggest chutzpah. Okay, God, I know you're upset with me and I know for some reason you're giving me all this midas adin. I don't care. I'm still going to love you. I'm still going to be connected with you. I'm still going to find my way back to you no matter how much you try and throw me off. No matter how much this midas adin might be throwing me off. And I find this bitach and I find the quality of trust in Hashem, Sheshra Kashbahu, love no matter what passes over me. That's the Svasamas, that's the tzaddik telling us how to engage the Mida Sarishtavas and to allow it to bring me to a higher level of existence, a better life, a more joyous life, a more happy life. Now, next week we're going to talk about another Mida, the Mida of humility, and I'll end tonight by saying that the role of humility in this process cannot be overstated. The Torah's Zen ideal that true Hishtavas reflects is indeed such a lafti satsadikim, but it begins and ends with humility. The acceptance of reality and things that happen to us in such a way can only be accomplished by one who has decentered themselves as the masters of their own reality and attributed all to God. Like we said, truly knowing God in all their ways. I think it Bear studying how humility functions in this place. And we're going to turn again, Mirza Hashem, next week to start off the trait of humility to another one of the Hasidic masters. And I'm going to ask you to stay tuned. And I'm going to thank